0: It's time. It's time. time. Time to get in the zone. time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane,
1: and Brian. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is, is that they're not turning the ball over. So I'll throw some stats at you guys. So the 49ers have turned the ball over 17 times this year. That is the third fewest in the league. They're quarterbacks, so all three of them trade Jimmy and Purdy have combined and throw 30 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Those nine interceptions are also third fewest in the league. They're not turning it over. I remember a few weeks ago, you put out a stat of how Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks generally it's, it was almost like a one-to-one touchdown to turnover ratio Mm -hmm. with, with most of the quarterbacks, Jimmy included. They're not turning the ball over. And that's, that's to me, that's the biggest thing. When you play a clean game, it increases your chance of winning exponentially. And they have been playing clean game after clean game. And even when they do make mistakes, their defense leads the league in interceptions. They have 20 interceptions. That's number one in the league.
2: And they, but yeah,
1: sorry, that is is tied for the first in the league. So they can get the ball back. And, and I think that when you have a combination of not turning it over and the, the rate that they're turning the other team over that lends to what we're seeing now. And that's all that Kyle needed really is a quarterback who doesn't, doesn't give it to the other team constantly, doesn't throw it to them. And he has that in Purdy and, I'm not I'm not gonna knock him for taking the sacks that he did. Uh, it's interesting because he took more sacks than he usually does. And I wonder if that's just a product of him like being like, okay, I just need to know when to call time of death on this play and basically just like sit down and take a sack, right? Rather than force it right. somewhere. And to me, that's a sign of maturity, right? Because even when he's running around outside of the pocket, like you could get hurt out there. You could, I mean, I wonder if he was even instructed by his coaches, like, yo, I don't want you running outside of the pocket. Just take the sack, get down, live for another play because of the nature of where they're where they're going in the playoffs. So it's just he seems wise beyond his years. And when you look at him, it doesn't look like you're looking at a rookie. It looks like you're looking at a five or six year veteran. The way that he commands the huddle, the way he throws the ball, like he's made that corner like against the grain corner throw to the back of the end zone, throw to Kittle like a like a, a thing now. Every every game he makes that throw. And that's not an easy throw for a quarterback to make. It just makes it look routine. And now you add Elijah Mitchell, who had a fantastic game, coming back in his first game in in a couple months. And you add Debo as well, who looks spry. This team, as long as they don't turn it over, this team is absolutely, to me, the favorite in the NFC.
2: Real quick, to to speak to that, Al, hold on, just real quick. I forgot to mention this, Zane. You spoke about the turnovers. 49ers also led the NFL in turnover differential, which, again, speaks to what they've been doing.
0: Brian, going back to what you were saying, 2013, the Niners had a five week stretch where they scored 35, 34, 32, 31, and 42. And that was weeks four through eight that year. But then they kind of went, they only had nine points against the Packers. The couple games before that, they had seven against the Colts, three against the Seahawks. So they did score that year, but they were a little more inconsistent than we, you know, we've seen with Purdy. Yeah. So it looks like he's, you know, like you guys said, here to stay. Um, the highest passer rating through five NFL starts in the Super Bowl era. Kurt Warner 131.4, Brock Purdy 119, Mahomes 116.3, Romo 115.8. Those other three guys had pretty good careers. So <laughs> it, it just it just really looks like he's set up to again unless he totally has an implosion in the playoffs, a four interception type thing or something where it just you know just looks like he loses it. If it stays status quo, it's hard not to think he's he's going to have the leg up on the QB1 moving into next year and that's pretty exciting.
2: And here's the thing that I want to ask you guys, because my answer is no, like you, we, we always, and, and I, I understand saying it right. Like, unless he has this implosion in the playoffs and Mm -hmm. the playoffs are different. I get it. All of that. Is there anything that Brock Purdy has put on film or, or anything that you have seen in any game to tell you that, that an implosion like that is even in there? Cause it doesn't to me. He's just, Mm -hmm. and, 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 Again, to me, a game like that from a 49ers quarterback is is only happening if all they're trying to do is fit balls into the middle of the field, right? That's a Jimmy Garoppolo game where he's like, I'm not throwing outside the numbers. That throw that Purdy made to Christian McCaffrey uh, in the second half, it was outside the numbers to the opposite hash, right? That was prior to, I believe it was prior to Mitchell's, Mitchell's second touchdown. Right. Or is, is I that, or prior to, no, it was prior. That's it's what it was. The, it was prior to that Kittle touchdown, the, Kittles, the, the one in the corner of the yeah. end zone, yeah, that yeah. throw, Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't dream of attempting that throw and Purdy right. threw it on a rope. And so, you know, we've talked about his limitations and part of it is his arm talent. Honestly, I think he has more than enough arm to succeed in this offense. Right. And that's the other thing you don't need a cannon to succeed in this offense. You just have to be accurate and hit the open man. And so far he's, he's shown a, a, an, an insane ability to do that. And before we move off, Purdy, I do want to say, uh, for those of you that are listening or watching, uh, if you go to my uh, Twitter timeline, uh, somebody had tweeted out a video of Matt Campbell uh, on senior day mm. when it was Brock Purdy senior day. I mean, it looked like Matt Campbell's son was graduating with how emotional Matt Campbell was. And it just kind of goes to show you what this kid did for that Iowa state program. And now he's brought that to the NFL and to the 49ers. And I think if Brock Purdy was six, three and not six foot, he'd have been a top 10 pick. I can almost guarantee it. It's just, he does not have the measurables and people get scared off by that. But quarterback is far more than just being, you know, God's gift to quarterbacking and, 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 and he displays that in spades.
0: And sometimes you get lucky because you get a guy who has things that you can't measure, and, that, and that's exactly. where I think they are with that.
1: That so, dog, that, that dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing, I think Zane, I think you said it about they're not turning the ball over. Jimmy, Jimmy wasn't turning the ball over either, and I think the reason for that is Christian McCaffrey. I think yes. of both of these guys uh-huh. when they needed a checkdown or an outlet or an easy completion; he's there. Uh-huh. The job that. Lynch and Shanahan or whoever brought him in, whoever was the one who pulled this, this is one of the great, could end up being, see how far they go, one of the great Niner trades of all time. Mm -hmm. If they finish this thing this year and they win the Super Bowl, you could say it is the best Niners trade of all time. This guy has come in in the focal point of the offense. He's been a calming presence to an offense that was having a lot of trouble scoring, to an offense that shot itself in the foot a lot. He's been the kind of presence. He's been the one that the, that the offense has gone through. He had, with in 11 games with them this season, he led the team in rushing with 746 yards, the sixth different running back under Shannon to lead the team <laughs> in rushing. He caught 52 balls for 464 yards. Overall, he had 211 touches in those 11 games, 1,210 scrimmage yards, 10 total touchdowns, and then he threw for a touchdown. He's been, Didn't make the Pro Bowl. He's been an MVP. Oh. Like he's been, he's been an MVP candidate these these 11 games. And I think if he was with the Niners the whole season, I think he would have, still think get Mahomes award, but I, I, I think he would have gotten more push for the MVP this year because he's been that good. And I'm really excited to see him in the playoffs. I'm, I think it's going to be great for, you know, the nation to kind of see what he does for the team. And um, he's just, to me, been, Debo was Superman in a lot of ways last year. He definitely was. But McCaffrey's just been somebody who's just brought, he's just brought everything together for them.
1: And I think the biggest thing here is that they were, we didn't, who knew all along that all they were missing, the missing piece from a Kyle Shannon offense was like an elite running back. We were like, Oh, it's the quarterback, which I mean, partially, yes, they need better receivers. It's the O line play, but really this has been the largest difference making acquisition that they've had. I mean, you could argue Jimmy was, was also, but they didn't really have a quarterback at that time. Right. Like it was, it was just a bunch of rookies and and Nick Mullins, but this is, been the biggest difference making acquisition I would say around the league this year like since the time he was acquired and the job that Christian McCaffrey has done he's a mismatch against everybody he he splits out wide it's a mismatch he goes in the slot it's a mismatch he's coming out of the backfield it's a mismatch like more so than Debo because he plays the running back position and he's able to find creases in the middle because he has that experience like Debo was really good at that last year but it's it's less so this year because it's teams are expecting that now you add McCaffrey to the mix and this, this offense, all of a sudden, it seemed like when, when, before McCaffrey got here and, and I guess before he got into the mix, he started in the second game, by the way, they're undefeated since he's taken over the starting role and that's no surprise. Mm-hmm. But before he got here, the offense was disjointed. They were clicking at times. They were not clicking at other times. Debo was getting very little out of the backfield and we just, they, they just seemed kind of discombobulated. And he's like you said, he's brought that calming presence that sure-handed presence that that the quarterbacks is really a, just the quarterback's best friend to be able to dump it off to your security blanket when the play breaks down or when you can't find anybody open and know that every time he touches the ball he's getting six yards. I mean that's that's a huge luxury and yeah. that to me is one of the biggest parts of Brock Purdy's development that that we can turn to is that. He has that safety outlet because he doesn't have to force it down the field. He doesn't have to force him tight windows. All right, cool. Nothing's there. Let me dump it off to McCaffrey and get six, get an easy six yards. So again, I think that this, this is a Super Bowl roster, right? And McCaffrey, by the way, is going to be here long-term. Like he's, he's under contract, right? So he'll, this is not like an Emmanuel Sanders situation. Yes, correct. Mm. So he this is not an Emmanuel Sanders situation where at the end of the year, they'll let him walk. He He will be a part of this team going forward. And I think that's one of the most exciting things.
0: And now he's got that that compliment to him, too, with Eli Mitchell back. Because every time – Mitchell just looks like a freight train every time he runs the ball. He's yep. fast. He's violent. And this season he's only had – what does he carry the ball? 40, 40 times? 45 times all year. But he's had in the games that he's played, he's averaged 6.8 yards per carry, 4.9, 6.5, 5, and 11. So he's coming in and just – he's just putting the hammer down on people. And to have both of them going into the playoffs – I know we're talking so much about Purdy and rightfully so – but you may see games with them where they're just running it down people's throats. That could happen yeah. too. And pretty just plays sort of the compliment role. It's it's really exciting offensively. We haven't got I think, the the defense. It's really exciting offensively what they're capable
1: of. Yeah. Really quickly, one more one more point on this: when you can have your running backs taking off like six and a half yards yards a pop it makes it that much easier for your offense. It puts you in a short down and distance for second and third down. And that's much easier than being in like a third and 10, third and 12, especially on a young quarterback. So I think that's the other thing as well, is that they've been able to keep it like manageable for him on third downs. And it's been so much easier because of that. And even then like it's third and four. All right, cool. It's just a quick dump off from McCaffrey in the first down. Like how many times have we seen that season? So it's just, I think that they're clicking on all cylinders. This is what we had hoped for. And Hey, full steam ahead in the playoffs. now one thing i'm a little bit worried about if
0: the lenore the cornerback thing the Mm -hmm. passing thing that's where it could get a little dicey i think lenore kind of has a sign on him right now that's his throw at me um Mm -hmm. which is which is fine it it is what it is he's going to get tested you know Hufanga towards the end of the season uh ryan's mentioned he's had some issues with with eye discipline maybe his eyes caught in the backfield or whatever it is and the Niners had given up what was it, 365 yards of Robert was Jared Stidham, and, and David Blau at 164 yards passing. I know they had to the one, one long pass, but um, in the first half too. So that's sort of the one place that I'm that I am a little bit worried on the defensive side of the ball, where they can um, maybe maybe get exposed a little if if the defensive line isn't dominating, if Dre Greenlaw isn't back, um, they could they could get exposed a little bit there. The difference is, I think they can score with teams now, whereas before I was thought if you gave them 30 points, you were done. Now I can see them winning a game 38, 35 if they have to. But that's the one spot I'm still, you know, we're, we're happy. It's been a great run. But if I want to win a Super Bowl, I don't want to yeah. win a couple. I've, we've won playoff game. I, I want to win a Super Bowl. And if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you're probably going to have to beat Burrow, Allen, or Mahomes. Uh-huh. So sure. that's something that's definitely got to get short up. And that. that's probably the the one glaring worry I would have if you made me pick something out right
2: now. I I would say that, you know, you said outside of that, out of that long or outside of that one long reception, right? So that reception was 77 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Without that, Blau was uh, 13 of 17 for 103 yards. Um, So, you know, not, still not impressive by by any stretch. Um, I thought Lenore covered that play really well. The thing that Lenore doesn't have is, is, it, or at least it appears right now, is great ball skills. It's, you know, not ideal. Uh, but you think back to last offseason, or last postseason, the 49ers had, like, no corners, right? They were, yeah. again, trotting yeah. out Josh Johnson and Ambry Thomas, right, and and Dante Josh Johnson. Norman. And what did I say? I meant Josh. Josh Johnson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Well, well, they, Josh they tried Johnson. About Johnson. They tried yeah. Johnson Which is game, why right? it was so bad, right? Because they're throwing, they have <laughs> quarterbacks going out. No, sorry. Uh Josh Norman. Right. Josh Norman, Dante Johnson, uh, Amber Thomas, right? And uh D'Amico still put on an absolute coaching clinic in, in the postseason. So I'm not super concerned, um, because I, I, I think they've they've shown an ability in the past to be able to scheme around uh, uh, at least one liability in in the uh, in the secondary and so as long as Charvarius Ward is up to the task and I think that he is um I think they're going to be I think they're going to be okay especially at at the very least especially in this in this NFC field right um you know like you said out obviously we want a super bowl um and you know you're going to you're going to have to win one facing the likes of a Mahomes and Allen or a Burrow. I don't think anybody else is coming out of the AFC. So it's no one of those three, but so I'm not overly concerned, but, but there is, there is some concern there. Um, and I think, I think this team has, has such tremendous veteran leadership that they're going to, especially on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side as well. But we're talking about the defense. I, I really think Fred Warner and company are, are going to, lock it up right uh to use a wedding crashers reference lock it up you lock it up lock it up right i think that they're going to look at each other you know in <laughs> this week and and that's what they're going to say to each other and and i, I think they're going to come out and absolutely smother uh the seahawks team and and we'll we'll preview that uh, on wednesday